Welcome to the Cornerstone Church A to Z podcast. Uh, this is our weekly podcast where we uh, look at some big doctrines of the Bible together and discuss some of their practical applications. And we are on the letter W, so WXYZ, we're near the end. And we're on W, we're going to be thinking about the word worship. And uh, I'm here with, with uh, Pete and Ben. Hello. And uh, we're pastors at Cornerstone Church, and you can, um, as ever, go on our website, our social media channels, and you can find lots of other uh, resources like this one, and sermons, and uh, blogs, and articles, and other other things like like that. And we are we're looking at worship, and we've got a reading to start with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you said A to Z, I think, or something. No. Yes, you did. A to Z. No, you said Z. I think no, it's Z. I actually don't think I did. You did. You did, brother. Uh, you did. Yeah. Well, that's um, remarkable. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. Uh, we're in the book of Revelation, um, and so here is John, the Apostle John, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, Apostle of Jesus, and he's writing, taken up into heaven. Uh, chapter 4, uh, we see what's going on in heaven, and we're told um, in uh, verse uh, 8, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And then it says, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. And uh, that's in chapter 4. When you go to chapter 5, it's almost like you get a little bit nearer the throne. Uh, um, and uh, we have a similar song, but it adds something else. So in chapter 5, um, uh, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain with your blood. You purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be kingdom of priests to serve our God, and they will reign on earth. Uh, on the earth, then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand, and they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they sang, "Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise." Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on, and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said Amen and the elders fell down and worshipped. Mm. Um, and that's just part of it. So you've got uh, uh, images there of uh, the four living uh, creatures which I think stands for the sort of the compass, really, the four points of the earth, really. In other words, the whole earth is worshipping God. And then the whole earth is worshipping the Lamb uh, on the throne. Um, and then the elders, I think, are standing for for the 24 elders, the Old Testament saints, if you like, you know, 12 tribes, and the New Testament saints, the 12, 12 apostles, uh, which then represents the whole people of God and their falling down and they're worshipping and they're singing worthy are you because you're the creator mm. and worthy are you because you were slain to purchase men uh, by your blood mm. yeah mm. 
Brilliant. And and so within that, as we, you know, working towards a definition of worship, the, the first thing we can say is that it is something that um, it, that properly belongs to the Lord, isn't it? And to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the one who is worthy as creator and saviour um, to be celebrated and acknowledged for who he is and praised and submitted to and trusted. Um, that's all part of what it means to worship the Lord. And uh, you see that theme right the way throughout the Bible. So in the Old Testament, the word worship is used hundreds of times. And um, the idea always is that that true worship properly belongs to Yahweh. He is the one who deserves it. And um, that's why there is so much about um, idolatry in, in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament particularly, about giving to idols what rightly belongs to God. So if you bow down to a statue that's coated in silver and claim that it's your creator and your redeemer, you are giving titles that properly belong to God to idols. And that is idolatry and it's blasphemy. Mm. Um, so the first thing to say about worship is it, it's like what it means to glorify God, isn't it? To worship the Lord. It's to um, acknowledge him, praise him, trust him, celebrate his beauty, talk about it as you sleep and as you get up and as you walk along. It's 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 recognizing God for all that he is and and he deserves that. He's worthy yeah. of that as that as that reading says. So that's where to begin, isn't it? With worship, it belongs to the Lord. It's it's not it's not a despot mad mad god who uh, wants us to do the duty of bowing down to him mm. who hasn't really got any personality or ability or anything who doesn't give he just takes he's worthy and it's, that, that, and that's what you're saying isn't it that he you know there there is none other greater and more beautiful and more gorgeous and more powerful and more creative and uh, more giving and more gracious uh than our God, than the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. What an extraordinary God who not only has the ability to make and be such a massive artist and hold the whole universe together in the power of, but, you know, is the one that uh, comes into this world as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Mm. Uh, it's grace upon grace upon grace, a kindness. You know, he's not some despot that just says, oh, shove you then. You don't you don't bow to me and I'll kill you. He invites us into himself and there is nothing more worthy or greater than God. Mm. So idolatry is not only wicked, it's stupid mm. and um, a, 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 and just sinfully blind, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's I think it's for our own good that we don't worship anything either. It's you're right, it's not just a, an angry despot who wants us to bow to him so he feels powerful. He already is powerful. The reason he asks us to bow to him is because first of all it's proper to bow to him. It bring, it brings him glory which is rightfully his. But also it's for our good that we bow the knee to him. Um we were made to be in relationship with him in that mm. in that way. Um, and actually to, to, to stand before him without bowing or to go and bow before something else is actually detrimental to us. Mm. That's what's going to kill us and hurt us. Um, and we have this weird idea that freedom is being completely independent from everything and, and everyone. Um, whereas actually freedom is bowing the knee to, to the Lord. Mm. That's where I think C.S. Lewis says that we have to bow the knee in order to be free. Mm. Um, but we bow the knee to, to Yahweh who... Um, in him, in in a right relationship with him, 
when we kind of submit to him and, mm. and follow him, that's when you're putting a, a sort of a round peg in a round hole and everything mm. fits and everything is sweet and as it was meant to be. And mm. it's where our heart finds most contentment. Yeah. So it, it's, it's an absolute kindness. I mean, the Ten Commandments are you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. But not to stop us having fun or having a good time. Mm. It's to protect uh, our joy mm. and to, um, to, 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 to give us a life to the full as it was meant mm. to be. Yeah, it's, that's such a helpful point, isn't it? Because that's how my pe- people might, and you hear kind of popular atheists uh, putting down Christianity by saying God is just a sort of needy God who commands people to worship him or he's mm. going to destroy them. And and what you're saying is absolutely right. You know, the reason he commands it is partly because he's worthy and has the right to command whatever he likes. Um, but secondly, because he knows that our joy is complete when we worship something greater than ourselves and yeah. that we will we will find most happiness when we don't worship ourselves. Mm. Um, but when we look out to the one who is worthy and find ourselves in a bigger story mm. than ourselves, that that's where we're going to be. So it's for our good, isn't it? Worship, we're made, we're all worshippers, aren't we? This yeah. is the thing, we're all worshippers. Uh, the question is only what is the object of our yeah. worship? Is it, yeah. is it ourselves or is it... And uh, if there's you know. no one greater or than more worthy than God, then mm. it is absolutely right for him to ask us to worship him. Mm. Otherwise, we'd be wor- worshipping something sub. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? He's, he, he, in Jeremiah chapter 2 uh, and, and um, uh, uh, 13, my people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me. Mm. Well, that's one sin. Uh, uh, the spring of living water. Mm. That's where the fresh life water is. That's just a stupidity, but it's a sin. And have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Mm. So there's two, there's, that's the stupidity of idolatry and of worshipping anything other than the greatest thing to worship. Mm. Uh, we, we forsake him and dig a hole mm. and drink the muck out of the hole. Yeah. It's extraordinary, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so he is... He's, we worship because he's worthy. There is no one bigger than him. So he can't say, look, I tell you what, I want to be a humble person here. Um, why don't you worship this? It would be mad because there's no one greater than him. And when we were looking at the Trinity, we, we were talking about how the three persons, Father, Son and Spirit, just delight in each other. And so the kind of creation of mankind is a bit of an overflow of that. So when the Father and the Spirit are rejoicing in Christ... They want us to be caught up yeah. come on, as well. Come They're like, on. Oh, look how yeah. beautiful yeah. my son is. Look how wonderful he is. Mm. Yeah. Like, we want to share him with the universe. Let's yes. make other mm. people who can worship him and, mm. and love him and know him. And mm. then the, the son and the spirit are doing that for the father. Oh, how mm. wonderful is the father? He sends mm. and he gives. Yeah. And the spirit sustains and is, mm. obeys. And um, mm. yeah, and we, we get caught up in that kind of... The, the same sort of delight that the that the Trinity has mm. uh, in you know amongst the persons, we can enjoy mm. the Father, the Son, and the Spirit too. And, yeah, and yeah. that's you know that's the overflow of God's uh, love for um, the Son and, mm. and the Son for the Father. That's that's why we're here to mm. to join in with the chorus of mm. of creation. Mm. And and really, I mean, it should be our prayer, isn't it? Lord, please give me give me sort of bigger eyes, really, and bigger mm. ears, and then greater mouths mm. to to sing your praise. Can, can I see you so properly, mm. so I don't see you as some kind of little god that I better out of duty bow down to and worship? But actually, can I see you in your gorgeousness, mm. and then I wouldn't be attracted to anything else, yeah. would I? You know, it's actually why when we're when we're turning away from our sins. 
we we it, we sometimes find it hard because we think we're abandoning something valuable. We're like, I'm gonna have to cut this out of my life, and oh, it's such a shame yes. to cut this mm. sin out of my life. Yeah. But we're mental because we're not we're not losing anything in turning our backs on sin. No, no, it's except weird a broken how, system yeah. full of stinky water. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to leave this sort of chamber of poo behind. But yeah. It's not, we just, yeah, we can't really see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Lewis talks about the, the kids, uh, you know, in London or whatever that have never been to the beach. Yeah. And they're quite content, happy playing in the sort of dirty mud mm. of a puddle in um, in, in sort of a, slum, London, a, a slum sort yeah. of in the London streets. And they they think this is satisfying. They yeah. don't know what it's like to go to the beach and yeah. see it. And, 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 and that's what we're like, isn't yeah. it? Exactly what Jeremiah is saying, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so that's a good, that's a good broad definition of worship and uh, why the Lord is worthy of our worship. Now let's think a bit specifically about what it actually means to worship the Lord, and uh, perhaps we could begin to draw a distinction between the way worship is sometimes used in in church culture um, and how how the Bible actually talks about worship. So. Um, I'm sure you know listeners will know that that often uh, a music team uh, might be described as a worship team. Um, larger churches might employ someone who's who's a worship pastor or a worship leader, and uh, what they tend to mean by that is that that worship um, belongs just to the kind of mu- the musical um, components of a service in a church life. Um, and we can talk about you know whether there's merit in using that that kind of language but but how does the bible talk about what, what it means to worship the lord in in a kind of broad in a broad sense what does what would that look like for us well a, a good verse to go to um is is romans uh, chapter 12 so paul's been working through you know the whole gospel and mm. how glorious god is in his grace and 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 all of that and uh, it's, it's grace upon grace isn't it and and he comes uh, to Romans 12 where he's really applying how you're going to live from the basis of what Christ has done for us. And it's therefore, I urge you, brothers, uh, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Uh, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. So uh, what you've got here is that worship is in fact, an act, the spiritual act of worship is in fact how you live your life mm. and how you think your things, isn't it? So uh, it, there's thinking and acting uh, in life. And uh, we, we can come on, and I guess we will, to singing, but actually... The, the, and that, that, that is a response, but um, this, this is really how you live your life, that you're sacrificially giving your life, that you're, you're saying, I want to live, I want to live not for this world, I want to live for the glory mm. of God. I'm not going to live for self, I'm going to live for the glory of God. Mm. Mm. So even things like washing dishes could become an act of worship. Yes, because you're, because, because you're saying I don't, because the, and that's the that's the sacrificial bit, if you like, mm. because you're saying, look, look I want, I, I'd like to just sit from from in front of the telly or mm. whatever. I, I don't want to do that washing up, but I can serve my wife or I can serve my church by going in there and doing that which I don't want, so that others can, you know, enjoy talking together or whatever. Mm. And so I am worshiping God. I'm mm. giving myself for what God sees as important mm. which is mm. the church you know, yeah. mm. i think that's a really important 
thing to grasp, isn't it? Because what that saves us from is a kind of religious dualism, isn't it? Where where our worship activities yeah. are on Sunday, but the rest of the time mm-hmm. I can sort of do what I want and that, that God isn't really concerned with the details of my life and how I treat my colleagues and my family and how I approach just the ordinary tasks of the day. Uh, whereas what this is saying is that, no, the, the, the whole life, mm. you know, whatever that looks like, to whatever situation and context God has called us in, we can we can live to the glory of God. Um, and that will affect everything I do, won't it? And the conversations I have and the way I approach things and that the whole thing should be one of being um, sort of saved from an old mold, you know, not 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 conforming to the way I used to live, but but shaping my life in the image of Christ and being conformed to His His ways, um, and that is that's that's worship, isn't it? Um, it's a whole life. It gives it gives you integrity to when you are singing, for example. Um, something you might have heard a, a someone say in churches: uh, let us enter a time of worship, mm. um, as in like let's now enter this thing. This, you know, the rest of our life isn't worship, but now this is. Um, but if you're just making a, a clanging, if you're just a clanging symbol in that time where you're singing loudly, but the rest of your life doesn't um, match, match up to up love to actually. what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. yeah, then then you don't you don't have any integrity. You're not really worshiping God with your life. You're mm. not a living sacrifice. You're just mm. a temporary vocal sacrifice. Um, but if when you, I mean, there is something very special about singing, and maybe we'll come on to yeah, this. There yeah, is yeah. there is a special place and purpose for yes. singing, especially congregationally. Um, when we do that, we should be that should be an outworking of what we're already doing. Mm. We shouldn't feel um, like we're uh, now suddenly in a, in a in a closer point or place with God. Really. Um, there than we are when we are peeling potatoes for our mates mm. back at home, you know, or whatever it is. Mm. Um, it, we, if if we're passionate when we're singing, mm. we should be passionate in our in our living as well. Yeah. So the so the problem is not that we. The problem is if we only use the word worship about singing, we 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 shrink the definition of worship. It's not that it's wrong to do that, but it shrinks the definition of worship. So, yeah. You know, we could just as equally say right. We're going to have God's word read. We're going to worship the Lord together, and yeah. we're going to hear the Bible read. Well, you, you know, had something, didn't you? I, re- I, I remember read. when you were at some student event or something, mm. and um, you just preached the Bible, mm. and uh, and and uh, people were sort of quite encouraged by the, the word. And well, mm. tell us, what you. yeah, well, and um, and well, well, it was more a sort of comment on how God speaks to us, really. So the the girl who was leading that particular meeting, who I think was a you know well intentioned, you know, and a nice girl, really said, um, right, we're going to have a time of worship now, and um, if anyone you know hears a word from the Lord, um, you know, it'd be great to it'd be great to hear that, and. Um, you know, I just finished pre. I just finished preaching the Lord's word, and um, you know, so it was a strange comment. And you know, I wondered whether I should just get up and do the preach again. Um, <laughs> and uh, now, I don't think if I pressed her on it, I don't think she was trying to say that what we did was not hearing from the Lord or that reading the Bible was worship. But it shows you how terminology can begin to confuse things, can't it? Mm. And we can begin to. Um, not use Bible words in Bible ways. Yes. We, we start to make our own sort of language and 
And uh, yeah, again, it's not that singing is not worship because I think in the Old Testament, you find, you know, come, let us worship the Lord together. Let us go up with stringed instruments. Let us go to the house well, of the we, Lord. We just saw in together. Revelation 4 and 5 that, it, exactly. that the whole of creation and, the, and the, all of God's people are singing. Yeah. Worthy is the Lamb. Yeah, yeah. and um, part of the way, you know, this is Colossians, isn't it? Part of the way the gospel uh, dwells richly within us is as we sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So it's a way of actually embedding gospel truth in our hearts, um, singing, and that that's part of that's part of worship, isn't it? But but if we only use that word about singing, we're missing the richness of the way the Bible uses the term, um, and therefore it will just kind of shrink down our understanding of what it, what it is really. Um, yeah, so, um, so I think that's that's good. That's good. Any other thoughts on that to say? I mean, I suppose the thing I was thinking there is that it, it's a corporate activity worship as well, isn't it? Um, so you have a lot. It seems to take place within the gathering of God's people. You know, come, let us, let us. And so, um, you know, the Lord w- worship isn't just a bunch of individual Christians mm. doing their own thing. Well, um, I mean, it's interesting. It, it, is, a, it is an assembling. So, yes. So it is right, isn't it that? that we can, so I suppose this would be another error, wouldn't it? That it is right that when I'm washing my dishes, yes. I can worship the Lord. Yes. But it's not quite the same as the no. assembling of God's people no, no, no. on the Lord's day to hear his word, to sing together. That is a special worship, isn't it? The gathering on the Sunday, you know, because God is going to address us through his word. We're going to encourage and exhort one another and sing. That is a special worship, isn't it? Yeah, and it's I think not- even uh, the Romans 12, where it where it's giving that sort of definition of sp- spiritual act of worship, is yeah. a together thing. Yes. Um, so, um, uh, you know, because P- 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 Paul doesn't see that you're an individual Christian just on your own somewhere. Mm. It's always the gathered people. Mm. And then part of... Worship and learning worship is to forgive your brothers and sisters, love your brothers and sisters. It's interesting how he goes on in Romans 12 after he's made that statement. Mm. You know, uh, some of you will have differences in what you eat and, uh, you know, there'll be sort of uh, all kinds of differences. Mm. Beware those things don't divide you and um, love one another and give to one another and be generous. Mm. And all of that is is, is worship, worship, isn't it? 100%, so, yeah. So I think that's the trouble with the um, the sort of idea that I come into a church building or whatever it may be, and I it's me individually wrapped up with God in some kind of service. Mm. So it, it becomes just me and God. You don't get that. I don't. I th- don't think in the New Testament. I, the the idea is together mm. um, we're under the Word of God. Mm. Together we're learning to repent and encouraging mm. each other to do that, mm. um, and yeah. uh, and saying sorry. Yeah. Together we're saying thank you. Um, it's a congregational thing, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I read a blog recently on on a website, and it was talking about. It was it was it was really having a go at the, the sort of um, singing culture where the, where the lights are darkened except for on the stage where the spotlights are and the smoke machines are and and all the sort of light and emphasis is on is on the band and the point it was making is that that congregational worship is just that it's congregational we we mustn't with our lights um, just highlight the experience of a few. Uh, and watch their experience of worshipping God, the spotlight should be on every member so that we can all see and hear each other singing. Um, We want to highlight the experience of the whole 
you know, rather than just the few, um, because worship is always a, is a group, is a group activity, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the Christian faith, isn't it? The Christian faith is you are united in Christ who is united with the body. Um, and so as we're united with him, we are therefore also attached to each other, Mm. brothers and sisters. Um, so we don't operate. The interesting thing is if often you have a better personal experience if that's a good way of putting it when you're in the congregation yeah so singing at home by yourself is never really that good is it no but i mean it's fine you know you 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 do actually a lot of people do like to sing songs to god Mm. um and it encourages them uh and it sometimes helps them uh battle things or get things straight in their mind and that's a a, probably a healthy thing to do actually Mm. but i bet you that person singing it in the midst of the congregation is is just uplifted and mm. just belted out more, and, and it's certainly mm. true for me. Mm. And, and, um, and actually, part of corporate <coughs> worship, um, this is going to sound wrong here, okay, <laughs> uh, is not is not so much uh, just um, uh, praising God, but it's 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 saying to you, "Come on, yeah. let's praise God." Yeah. So uh, Ephesians chapter five says speak to one another this is what we're to do when we meet together speak to one another with uh, psalms hymns and spiritual songs sing and make music in your heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of the lord jesus christ but then he doesn't stop there mm. i mean this is surprising isn't it so uh, d- d- let me just read that again speak to one another with psalms hymns spiritual songs Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's coming next? Mm. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm. And so it can't be, here Mm. I am having this uh, sort of uh, vertical thing with God on my own in my seat in the dark, like I do in the cinema, and I don't want to talk to the people next to me. Mm. Yeah. uh, but as I minister to the people next to me yeah. and submit to them and what yeah. they need, yeah. then I am actually worshiping. Yeah. So this is the problem. I think a lot of a lot of service. Uh, well, not you know, there are there are services, aren't they, where you go into the cinema type thing. It mm. is dark. It's like you know, when you, when I go to the cinema, I don't go there to talk to the person next to me. No. In fact, I'm rather irritated by yeah. that they are even next to me. <laughs> yes. One because of COVID, two because they're going to eat popcorn, yeah. um, or worse, individually wrapped sweets. Uh, uh, absolutely, yeah. even worse. Yeah, and um, uh, but church is not is is not to have the experience of the upfront stage thing, but is to minister to mm. one another, and mm. that is worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I love. I mean, one of the things that we were just looking at before is um, is some of John Wesley's uh, rules for uh, for singing, and uh, you know, I think he put these um, in the front of the uh, the, the hymnal, and uh, these were to be read by the congregation and to be kind of uh, digested so that they could sing and worship properly. And uh, you know, there is that emphasis on this congregational activity. So. Um, you know, his third point here is sing all. And he says, see that you join with the congregation as frequently as you can. Let not a slight degree of weakness or weariness hinder you. If it is a cross to you, take it up and you will find a blessing. 
And uh, there's so so much yeah. good in that. I mean, firstly, there's that emphasis on the congregation. Uh, it's a group activity. Secondly, as frequently as you can. In other words, make it an absolute priority to be there and to worship God's people. If you do feel weak or weary, as we all do from time to time, and you don't fancy singing or gathering, well, uh, you know, there's nothing unique about that, but you need to take up your cross, die to yourself, go, uh, sing, hear, encourage, and you will find a blessing. Um, Mm. uh, So the answer is not to stay at home until you do feel like it, Mm. um, but to take up your cross and come and uh, worship uh, with the Lord's people. And uh, and God God will bless, you know, bless. That is um, that is a very distant attitude, isn't it, to how we often act these mm. days. If it is a cross to you, take it up and you'll find a blessing. Yeah. We we uh, we often think if it is a cross to you, then take care of yourself first, you know. Yes. Make sure you're healthy and well. Wait till it becomes a pillow. Yes. <laughs> and then and then, and then come. It. Yeah. It's an amazing Christian attitude to take it up anyway and deny yourself. Yeah. It's so alien to what the rest of the world would 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 say, isn't it? Yeah. Ben, you like you like um, number four on this uh, John Wesley list, I think. What's Read that? it properly, though. Yeah, hang on. Number four. That's the one we just... No, here we go. Sing lustily. Yes. <laughs> not not lustfully. Not, fu- not, not lustfully, lustfully but lustily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sing lustily and with good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep, but lift up your voice with strength. Be no more afraid of your voice now nor more ashamed of its being heard than when you sung the songs of Satan. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yes. No. I, I mean, in one sense, I guess it's great, isn't it? You, you you don't want an out-of-tune person sort of up the front leading us in singing, I suppose. But mm. perhaps we just give too much to that. Would, wouldn't it, If you've got a brother or sister that just love the Lord and their their heart is with the yeah. Lord, then the voice doesn't matter, does it? Well, as long no. as it doesn't distract. Because yes, um, so, yeah. number oh, five true. is yeah. uh, sing modestly, do not bawl so as to be heard above <laughs> or distinct from the rest of the congregation, <laughs> that you may not destroy the harmony. Yes. So so the, 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 we don't, you know, we, we're not a congregation just to be lots of different voices, but we're a congregation to be yes, one voice. that's true, yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. so you want to do what you can to smooth that, track but yeah. i think and i think the emphasis there again is because it's congregational isn't it yes. so some of these rules we're not reading are ones we might think oh why is he getting so worked up about that but in other words he's saying you know learn the tune yeah uh, n- know the tune and sing exactly these words yeah uh, do not add your own and do not take away and i think that's all to say because you want one voice don't yes. you? you want a yes. congregational voice not everyone doing their own thing in their own way we're together in uh, united together. in one yeah, body you sing yeah. the same words to the same tune and and therefore the distractions are minimized and you can focus on one another and focus on God um, without without having all that so yeah. that's yeah. probably his intention I would think mm. there um, but uh, Tom yeah, can we just I know we're sort of running out of time but yeah. I just wonder if we can deal with because just sort of thinking about singing and worship leaders and stuff uh, there can be some and you 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 said it before you know some some words that you know they might mean well, but they they're absolutely quite appalling. Um, you know, like, like a worship leader, I'm not sure if I quite like that. Mm. Mm. And and then I'm sure we've been in in places in uh, amongst congregations where where someone said, "I'm you know we're we're bringing God down yes uh, to us. Uh, let the worship leaders will bring us to God." Mm. And, okay, they may not have thought it through what they're saying, but that actually is a blasphemous statement Mm. if it's meant. Because 
only Christ, Christ is the one that brings us to God. Mm. Christ is the one that sends the Spirit so that we can have a heart that sings at his glory. It's only Christ. And they're not intermediates, are they? They're mm. not mediators. But a mm. worship leader is not a priest mm. uh, uh, and a mediator between us and God. Yeah. And sometimes it just feels like that, particularly, that's why we've got, we have got to be very careful, haven't we, of the stage and the spotlight. Mm. Because the person can so easily just walk on, um, do their professional bit, and and then go go away. Really, mm. is, is that right? Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, and I think I mean it's interesting you use that mediator word. I think I think we um, we spoke about that briefly in that one as well. That the yeah, I mean whether it's stated or not, you know, in 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 some of that culture is is the implication that when the when the guitar strikes up, you know that is the moment when we're going to do business with God. You know, yeah. that's, that will in some way mediate his presence to us. We'll come into his presence in a special way that we, that we wouldn't in any other time. Um, and yeah, there, therefore the, the music team, um, uh, or the music acts as the kind of the mediator and, and it's uh, only Jesus can bring us into the presence of God. Um, mm. and music is a way of celebrating his work rather than, rather than that. So yeah, I mean, we have to, there's, yeah, there's, God, there's a way that, that music can focus your mind and get you your attention. So if you've got a messy mind or there's sufferings in your life, uh, a song can help you focus on the truth, can't it? But the music is not what it has done anything for your faith or your salvation. Christ mm -hmm. is the one who's done it. Uh, and so if you feel close to God when you sing, it's because Christ has paid for your sins and he has purchased you. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but the singing... The, the quality that the singing the music has is, is sometimes to, to, to clear your mind and help you focus on truths and express mm. them in a way that um, perhaps mm. you, don't, you don't even feel but you know to be true still. Mm. Mm. Um, so if you can, if you can dis make a distinction between those two things, yes. this music is helping me concentrate on the truth. Yeah. Well, that, it that, isn't well, bringing me yeah. into the presence of the Lord. Yes. No, but that's why uh, you've said so much in those last few sentences. Yeah. That's why... The, wor the words are really important. Yes. And so um, it is important that we think, and, and actually elders of the church do think about the songs they're singing, not just, we don't just sing anything, do we? No, yeah. Um, uh, we, we want to sing songs yeah. that will actually help our hearts yes. get in tune with what Christ has done. Yeah. Mm. And, th and that's really important. Yeah, and with it? the word of God. And I mean, you know, it, it, it is wonderful here, isn't it? At this church that our musicians are, they are, are thinking yeah. all the time about yeah. how to marry up the the singing with the <clears throat> with the word of god and the preaching and i mean it was amazing just last sunday night this won't be relevant to when this comes out but last sunday night we had a sermon um on uh on uh you know false disciples from the end of matthew 7 um, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And we were thinking there quite seriously about judgment and and uh, the moment when we're all going to stand before the Lord. And we were able to sing a song afterwards about the day of judgment and, and, and what it will be like to stand before Christ on that final day. And that's singing at its best, isn't it? Because it's it's what we've just heard and it's it's kind of shedding more light on it. It's helping mm. us to respond to it. It's embedding the sermon in our hearts more or preparing us for the sermon that is to come. Um, and that's what we want, isn't it? Mm. And to, to, to all of that to be married up together. Um, <clears throat> when it comes when it comes to singing, I mean, we we, we do, you know, we we do have sort of different likes and dislikes with with musical musical things. But it, 
it is important that we are getting the words right. I, I remember hearing um, uh, two two men uh, discussing about songs, and one was a sort of British, sort of reformed man that wanted you know hymns with eight, seven, eight, nine verses mm. on, and loved the depth of theology. And you go from you know, you, you go from one bit of theology in verse mm. one and it gets another bit of theology mm. and you've got sort of eight verses of phenomenal rounded theology. Yeah. Arguing with a Pentecostal man um, who uh, had songs like, you know, Worthy is the Lord, uh, you know, mm. that, that were very simple mm. uh, and they sang it sort of quite a few times. Mm. And I thought the, the things that they both made were really good. Yeah, and yeah. I think we do need different songs. Um, the theologian was saying, I just, uh, the, the, the one with the seven verses was saying, I just love going from deeper and deeper into theology and understanding Telling who a story who in God a hymn, is. Almost, yeah. yeah. And the other bloke was saying, no, 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 no. You, you don't, don't belittle us singing this several times. Mm. What we're doing is we're saying, okay, worthy is the lamb. But have you got it? Mm. Worthy is the lamb. Do you really understand that? Worthy is the lamb. Until it whacks into your heart, and I think, but there's truth in both of those yeah. things. And times for um, uh, stuff that is—it's it, not lighter, is it? I mean, worthy is the lamb is not a light <laughs> concept, no. but but it's lighter words. Mm. Uh, there's there's times for just repeating that, mm. isn't there? Mm. And until we get it into yeah. our very hearts, yeah. and other times where we need lumps of theology mm. really uh, grabbing our attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, lumps isn't the right thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, in Isaiah 6, you see that, don't you? You've got the, the seraphim in the presence of God, and they don't just say, holy is the Lord Almighty. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And that's the point is, it, you, in the repetition of the word, it draws your attention. Why are they repeating it so much? And it emphasizes and underlines uh, how important that is. And, um, and, and, and yeah, and not just different types of songs. It's good to uh, look at what people have sung in previous generations, isn't it? And to learn from how, how they did it. Because there's a wealth of knowledge in church history about singing, which, which, you know, which is... Which there's is a, there's a very famous... Um, I actually knew, I knew this tramp. Um, well, don't call them tramps anymore. Down and outs or whatever, bloke of the street. Um, a, a famous um, uh, piece of music that goes on for about 20 minutes. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Hmm where he gets uh, an old down and out in London um, to sing a song. And he, he's sort of badly sung, like, oh, like this, um, uh, that Christ is my redeemer and his blood was shed for me. Mm. And he repeats that uh, for 20 minutes. Mm. And um, Anne and myself find this one of our favorite bits of music. And some people would just detest it because they think this is ridiculous. It's mm. a bloke who's a bit out of tune saying these words. But I find what the Pentecostal bloke says true, mm. that after 20 minutes, you are just crying. You, un you can't help but cry because you understand that Jesus' blood has redeemed me. Mm. And, and so, yeah, we, mm. we, are, we are different people, aren't we, I guess? Mm. And we need different songs. Mm. Great stuff, yeah. So good ground covered there. Talked about God being worthy of our worship, what it means to worship the Lord, how singing fits into that. Um, and I hope that was all useful for you. Um, as ever, if you've got questions or comments, then do let us know or, or write to us. And uh, we'd love to hear some, some feedback. And um, join us next week. We're going to be thinking about X and Y, I think, aren't we? 
Well, they come after. Somebody they come confirm. after. I think. No, but together, X Genders. and Y. Yeah, gender. Oh, X and Y. Yep. So join us for that next week. And um, CornerstoneChurchKingston.org is, is the place to go for other resources uh, to to help you in your faith. Thank you for listening. <laughs>